shit, is that OG Mambo? Oh, is that Chris? Oh, you know what that means. Hey, turn it up, turn it up, turn it up. Come on, hurry up. Yo, 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 yo. Welcome. Welcome again to Service Thinkers. Here we are. We're back. I think it's episode nine. I believe so. We only one more away. From the season finale. From the season finale, which is going to be a special treat. Make sure you guys tune in for that. We got something planned for y'all. Nandi, see ya. Can you pick that up? That chapstick right there? You don't need no chapstick, girl. You looks beautiful. What are we smoking on today, man? Today we are smoking on some beach wedding. Ooh. What uh from who? Beach wedding from Redbird. Delicious. What's uh <laughs> form formerly known as something else? Does it have the X's through the name? What uh what it used to be? Yeah. I don't remember what it used to be. It used to be what was it called? Something racist apparently. Or don't say it. <laughs> so I'm like, we'll cut it out. We'll talk about it off there. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They used to be called Oh shit, I shouldn't even have smoked this, but the homie gave it to me, so I ain't even mad. I mean they changed That's their creepy. ways, they changed their name. They changed their name, so they changed their ways. Maybe they didn't know at first. It was, yeah, I've seen more ignorance than, than intent. Alright. Anyways, yeah, that's what I'm smoking. What you smoking? I'm smoking. What are, what are the crosses on Beach Wedding first? The crosses are Wedding Cake and Tropicana Cookies, which are two strains I am quite fond of, my friend. I like them too. I don't get the hate, but it's okay. I'm smoking on some Clementine from Kush Kush. They have some interesting looking bags with like cool East Asian designs. And uh, make some good weed. Apparently, they do some weird holistic things and like to their weed. Maybe not weird, just some holistic things. I should say. Like what? I don't know. Play music and talk to them, or I don't know the don't. Oh, know that's the normal. That's normal. All right, cool. That's like we're normal for like weed growers at least. For like small time. Right. No. Any, yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. People that. people play music for their plants. It helps. Uh, it's like they say playing music for babies or whatever, you know? Same concept. I like that. That's cool. I guess different vibrations help the growth patterns and can affect the moods, essentially. Mm-hmm. I like it. It makes sense. Plants, plants like it. 
That just means plants are living, and they know more than you think they do. And we're do you think they do you think plants are able to communicate like they talk about us? Potentially. I don't know. I don't know. What what if they can? What if they can tap into a different dimension that we can't tap in? We only tap into them within a third dimension, but that we don't know about their experience. Can't ask a plant, but I can see it like live or die over time. I can see it move one of my mushrooms slightly. Like, and why though? Because it's alive. It's a living part. It's like it's it's the first earth. It's like the first it's the first thing. The oldest thing on earth is earth itself. That was pretty deep. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. The trees have all the secrets, man. What's been here longer than us? The trees. What's been here longer than all the animals? There's gotta be trees. After the ice? Trees. There's some trees that are so big you're like how how long have you ever tried to grow grow a tree? How long it takes to grow a tree? I've never tried to grow a tree. Me either, because it takes way too long. <laughs> but like these trees are old, hundreds of years old. My son's years. mom did. She planted one, and then like she seen it when she was growing. It's still not hella big, but it's pretty big. Mm-hmm. Depends on the depends on the tree, you know. Just saying though, I think plants plants are. More intelligent than people want to give them credit sometimes. They, you, would you say that plants have right. soul? That's a great transition. I would say, yeah, souls perhaps. Mm-hmm. Maybe. If you think objects have souls, I don't know. Depends, depends on your definition of soul. But like, a great transition for the episode. We're talking about. Let's spark up and we'll talk about why, why that's what. All right. Spark, spark, spark. Sparking up the blunt. Spark, spark, spark. Uh oh. Drop my lighter. Fuck. Uh huh. Spark, spark, spark. Uh huh. Had to pick it up. Uh huh. Spark, spark, spark. Sparking up the blunt. Uh, he got a joint. I got a blind. You can smoke whatever you want. He got a joint. I got a blind. You can smoke whatever you want. Get a bone. Grab a pipe. You can do whatever you like. We gon' spark, we gon' spark, we gon' spark in a day and night. Uh huh. That was beautiful. That was fucking beautiful. Let's hit this. Top, 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 I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. That you're sneezing? Yeah. I would say a bad thing, but hey. It wasn't like a mucusy sneeze. It was like a hit it wrong type of sneeze, maybe. I don't know. It's like more spicy than I was expecting. Tickles my tongue. Like, it feels like Pop Rocks as I smoke it. Not in like a pesticide way, but in like a weird terpy way. I don't know. Sour, maybe? Real sour. Like lemon sour. It's lemon skunk and tangy, so I think I was expecting more tangy. It's bitter. Mm, mine is uh, delectable. I don't taste the Tropicana cookies as much as I'd like to, but it's definitely got a nice taste to it. Not, you know what? This makes me. I know what I'm bringing next episode. I gotta bring it back. Because it's got the essence of the Gary Payton, but not quite 
not quite. It's gassy, but not the gas, you know? Which one? Or are you tune in, tune in next time? Yeah, no, next time. Yeah. No, I'm saying uh, uh, this one, because remember the Gary Payton I tried last, uh, like a couple episodes back. Or last episode, I don't know. We smoked a bunch, <laughs> and, and I ran it back twice because I thought it was really fucking good. Yeah, it is. It's my favorite strain. These are a few of my favorite strains. These are a few of my favorite strains. Gorilla glue and Afghani. Runs Gary Payton and wedding cake. Tropicana cookies. I break it all down and then roll it all up. And then I don't feel so bad. This is a musical episode, man. This is we're, we're getting we're to the end of the season. We're smoking some good. We're I, the tropical strains. You know, and actually, it's also... It's also because this episode, we are talking about the Hulu special, Summer of Soul. (sighs) Who put this together? Was it Questlove? Questlove, man. Questlove. Drumming extraordinaire. And then the video editing of some sort was done by Microsoft because Sierra knew the fucking company. That did the... She was like, my friend works there, something like that. I was like, what the fuck? Or like someone I know. Clout tokens. Yeah, man. So, like, yeah, it was a Questlove and, like, Microsoft had, like, editing or something with it. Well, because that's probably how they got all the footage. Because this is, like, legit footage from 1969, which let's talk about the 1960s in America. Restored footage, too. Not grainy. Not black and white. It's fucking, like, watching. Yeah, restored color footage. It's fucking tight. Because everything from all the pictures we see from the 60s, like, MLK, everything was, like, all black and white. But now we have this like version of things Sorry. that's not such. DLG, you are so good at your job. It is obnoxious. It's now a horror podcast. Scared you again. <laughs> <laughs> Scared you. But no, it's really fire to be able to see this all in, in color. Like, what? And to see the colors that they were wearing, like these groups were like their color schemes. Yeah. There was a group that had like one dude's in baby blue, another dude's got like tan frills on, another guy's got like red and orange shirt. But if we saw it in black and white, it would just be black and white, you know? We wouldn't have that like detail. So this restored footage is, it's it's incredible, bro. This is crazy. It's really the reason to watch it, in my opinion. Just no, honestly, experience it because it really is like a it's a it's a music documentary, but it, it's not a music documentary where they talk too much. They let the music do the talking. I'd say it's like a performance based documentary. Yeah, and then they throw tidbits in from like people who were there, people who perform, people yep. who put it all together. No, it's fire. Uh, but they really focus on the music. They really focus on what it meant and what it meant for the city, what it meant for the movie, and, and what it and, and and what it didn't mean to some people. Because this is why it was so like this is why Questlove had to search for it. When what 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 was the other festival oh. that was going on? What was the White Festival Woodstock? Would so before that happened, this footage has been hidden for fifty years or in a basement. Fifty tucked, tucked away. years. No one wanted to see it. So this is almost like some death shit. And it happened the same year as Woodstock. The most famous rock and roll festival, maybe all time. But because Woodstock included majority white people, yeah, music was very segregated back then. 
And Summer of Soul was for the black people in Harlem. One got a lot of promotion and another did not. America, why? But why? They've never they've never done that before. So what I like is they framed it so they, they start us off with music right off the jump. It's Stevie Wonder. And it's not fucking Stevie Wonder with the dreads that we all know. It's Young like Stevie. it's Young Stevie with the mini fro, bro. Like swagging. He's got like the red, like I think it's like suede or velvet suit on. Like like more swag than like a lot of people could ever possess in a lifetime. And a smile. And a fucking bright ass smile. So happy and just killing it. Killing it. On the piano. On and the it was raining at one point when he was performing and he's yeah. still like killing it. This festival was free. That's yeah. crazy. And they said, how many was it? 30,000 or 300,000 people I'm, showed up? I'm, I think, I don't know. Somewhere between 30 and 300. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it was 30,000. All right. But it was like, yeah, basically all black people. Though. And Puerto Majority. Rican, Puerto Rican. It was just all brown people. For all brown people. Like, like, really, like all brown people. Like, you see the footage, there's like no white people in the crowd. There was a few of them. But, like, yeah, yeah, but, like, very, like, the white people that were in the crowd were, like, white people like Crest, like, the cookout invite white people. Like, the musicians in the band, there was, like, two of the only... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people were, like... That'd be me. I'd be in the band, for sure. Playing drums with, like, all black groups, just wherever wherever you can play music. I'm tambourine, I got you. (laughs) (laughs) Claves, yeah. I'll be percussionist number three, it's all good. The claves. I the DJ horn. The claves, man. But what they do is they start us off with some music, and then right after they start us off with the music, they frame out this time period, man, which I think is really important to highlight. Yeah. This time period is like, all right, like pretty much like 60% of the assassinations in this nation's history happen in this like decade. The summer of 69 is a time of particular turmoil in the United States. And it it was fucked up because the way they did the footage, because first it was JFK first, right? No, who was the first one? Maybe JFK, then MLK. Okay, so I think it was JFK gets popped, and then MLK's like, our condolences, then he gets popped, and then, oh, no, no, it was Malcolm X. Then JFK, and then MLK, and then Bobby Kennedy. They're just offing cats. Yeah. If you was on some like we're unifying people, like all the poor people, let's get together. Like racism's bad. You was like pushing that line, really like bridging gaps between like cultures. They were offing you, bro. Yep. As in the U.S. especially, it still happens. It doesn't really happen in the U.S. like that anymore. They don't show that it like hasn't. that. Not 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 yeah. not not those type of not yeah. those type of uh, like we're just gonna have someone like body you like broad daylight like during a parade like during a parade walking to the store walking to the store chilling outside on your hotel balcony fucking violence is way different now, inside yeah. a community center while you're fucking giving like a speech about like nah like now they'll be like more low key like fucking. Or random. Dosey with COVID or some fucked up shit. <laughs> it's 
That's good. Yeah, that's a new one. That's the new play. That's the new play. Nah, no, because the <laughs> nah. Too much fail rate now. Everybody's everybody has shots. Right, right, right. So low, low dice roll. Got to go with a more traditional method. Anyways, back to our soul. Yeah. So, uh, so we got this like this time frame of like just like sheer turmoil and and like negative negativity, man. Like sadness, negativity, darkness, all of the above. It just was like not a good time in America at all. Mm-mm. You know, Vietnam was going on too. Vietnam's going on. Like we're in the midst of war. Muhammad Ali's getting titles. There's just like a lot of different opinions going on, and this is like transitioning from like picket fence America, where like people still like their prostitutes still existed. People still got drunk and like played with narcotics, but like it was very backdoorish, like late night underground. That was like a frowned upon thing, as opposed to now where like. You can like, you know what I mean? Yeah. You can be loaded and it's all good. You can post on your Instagram taking a bunch of shots and being inebriated and that's like normal. That was like more of a low-key thing until like this time period where things start to get more wild. And music was at the forefront of it. Yeah. Music unites and uplifts. And also <laughs> segregates in ways though too we see, you know? Because while the Soul Festival... And uh, Woodstock, a lot of those fans cross over, at least from Woodstock to Seoul, you know? Some might, but maybe not at that time. Yeah. There's no access. It's like, unless you have a record player, you buy records, whatever you want. If you were interested in it, though, I mean, was Stevie crossover at that point? Was B.B. King crossover? Maybe. Well, B.B. King had been around for so long that I wouldn't say he was crossover, but the blues were being digested. Nandi. No. Do you want to go to your kennel? Yeah, they're right. They're being digested by these other bands that are playing Woodstock. And here's, like, OG still playing, doing his thing, actually doing blues. Actually doing, like... The real blues and like an OG at it too. This was Mo. This is when like Motown's in full swing. Yeah, Roy Ayers was there. Roy Ayers was there. Shout out to Roy Ayers and shout out to Shorty and her homegirl Soma. Soma Ayers actually lives out here and like does a lot for the creative black community out here too. Super dope tie. Whenever I hear my life, my life, my life in the sunshine, I'm like, oh, that's the that's the homegirl's dad, you know. Roy Ayers was there, and then this is um, Tony Lawrence. Tony Lawrence was the host, the host of the whole event. This is a six week festival. A six week festival where like every day it's packed out. Like I could only imagine, like. How dope was that? My phone? I think so. I don't have an iPhone. <laughs> was like, gummy ringing. Oh on the no, that's what it was. It was the iPad ringing. Was the iPad on the table? It was the iPad on the table. It wasn't me. It could have been yourself. Uh, it wasn't me. This is such a musical episode. It's almost like an EP of yeah. an episode. It's just like flow. Okay, so Tony Lawrence is six weeks. 
puts together this six week festival. That's crazy. And basically, Harlem he's he's like, just like, like on the promise of other promises. Like, no, nah, you gotta come. So and so's coming. And then they'd be, like, and then they'd be like, huh? Okay, I'm down. And then take that person and be like, so and so said they're coming. You gotta come. And then like you know, like just like pulling all these strings. Just snoozing them. They got fucking Black Panthers fucking security. holding shit down in security, like. Bro, I wish I was at this festival, bro. Yeah, it was a crazy, fun festival. A peace, very peaceful festival. Very peaceful, dope vibe, fun vibe, like just beautiful energy, beautiful people, bro. That'd be dope, bro. It, yeah, it looked dope, and the thing that was tight because some of the footage that it's stuck in black and white from like when they'll play old TV footage, uh, like on a physical screen and stuff. But when you can see a transition from like even the way colors like vibrated off of a, off of a screen and the way like cameras could pick them up, it's so different, man. It's like Definitely. such a unique thing. It's it's fire, it's man. Film. Because you know? like you know, because they, they they have the old snapshot pictures of guys in black and white when they're showing different directors, and that's just so what we're used to when we think about history. But then when they're doing this live performance footage, you got these colors like it's dog. This is his fire. That shit is actually a and the footage and the music speaks for itself. They they explain what you need to know, but like it really speaks for itself if you're listening. Yeah, because it's the most it's the microcosm of that time. This most tumultuous time, and all these people just wanted to bring joy to other people, and put it on a performance to do that, to unite and inspire, and uplift, specifically for and for the cost of free is fucking crazy. Not even trying to capitalize, just trying to get like people to feel better. And then, and then he had the cosign. Uh, the blue-eyed soul brother, yep. Mayor John Lindsay. So was, he's got the mayor of New York, a Republican mayor. Yeah, crazy Republican. Like, who's like a liberal Republican at the time. And uh, and he's like co-signed this soul thing. He was also like, he, he was just like dope in general, though. You know, like, like he, 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 like they, there was, like he oh, was God. the, he was the mayor who was like, with the black people in the trenches, whether it was for aesthetic or whatever, he was doing that. And a lot of people don't even go to the lengths to even like be there, you know, at like anti like poverty things and helping like teenagers get jobs and, yeah. and things like that. And I mean, they had, they had riots, uh, after Dr. Martin Luther King was killed and he's out in the streets, uh, you know what I mean? With the people, like not scared, like hauled up somewhere. Like we saw what Trump was doing when, uh, we saw what Trump was doing when, uh, 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 people got to riot and outside the white house and, and, and Mayor Lindsay was not on the same type of energy. He was with all the blacks and Puerto Ricans, the Jews, you know, kind of the communities that had been through some sort of like, Negation and negativity at the hands of like white men. That shit was tight. Yeah, he actually wanted to help. Rare in those days. Extremely rare. Very rare. Well, especially rare on a, especially on a public format. Yeah, rare, like very that. rare. Like yeah. That. The images, man, it's, it's different. Yeah, no, it was dope, man. It's dope. And the style too. The style of the fucking sixties and the late sixties, early seventies is very interesting. It's like. I feel like people were learning. You can see that like information was traveling f- at a faster rate because cultures were spreading. Because like yeah. so many different cultures were like tied into style. Like I saw a lot of sombreros and like sombreros, sombreros, and then like like 
I don't know how you call it, like African women's dresses. Oh, yeah, yeah exactly. O- almost like dashiki type yeah, wear like and dashiki, stuff like yeah. that. So there's just like... People in like suits and dresses. Yeah. People in like psychedelic, like Yeah, it's like, and then like almost like Liberace style yeah, fits yeah. with like the scarf tied on the neck, like, you so, know. So many different... Like, and the, what, what's interesting about all that is there's some of these outfits now that would be like... More like, I guess, metrosexual is the word would be. Is that like the yeah, word yeah, for yeah. like how you yeah. describe it? But like at the time, they were like ultimately masculine. Yeah. Like it was like the man's man like had his pants up to his belly button. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like bell bottoms, like shining with like a scarf around his neck, and like that. And like if you saw that guy, that's the guy you don't want to mess with. You know, like that's the equivalent to like a do rag and like some black air forces. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I just think that, that that's just that's just clouding to me. Do rag is such a bad rag. And you see, and you just, and just to see, I don't know. I feel like in in that time period, like style was hadn't like reached these like large barriers where things were so different. So like, yeah. like to to from from our perspective, looking back, like uh a street person or a mobster or a, or a car salesman or the milkman, they all look real similar to us, you know, cause their styles are like similar in like the type of clothes, like it's all button ups, but the color schemes and the choices are all like very purposeful. We, some cool crossover. we had like the native frills. I don't know what you'd call those, like those frills, like, like I don't know, like uh, yeah, like the that skin, are on, like the skin, yeah, the skin pelts. flap pelts yeah, that are off yeah, that, yeah. like that was a super big thing. Yeah. You saw a lot of that. <laughs> no, yeah, it was a cool time. I think that's why this like documentary is still like is so cool because you get to see that that perspective of back then in a way you haven't been able to before. Yeah, and they had so many different groups too, like like a lot of groups too, like like the Fifth mm-hmm. Dimension. Who uh, who uh, was perceived to be like making more so like white music mm-hmm. and and like their sonic sound, which is funny to listen to because like to me like it all sounds similar esque, like soulful. You know what I mean? But their 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 octave selection and harmony selections and scat selections, it put them in a category where people looked at them as like the like palatable black group, like the white black group almost. So for them to get to come to this like all black soul festival with like a crowd full of black people and get received, like that was like stamps on people's careers that like, you know, this festival meant a lot. You know, it's crazy they went so like underwhelmed, you know what I'm saying? They're kinda of like a pre ABBA. Yeah, 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 just the unification and all of it. And I mean, and they're coming out of like St. Louis, yeah, and mix in R&B and pop and jazz and this like melting pot to find like a sound. And like not R&B and like what we know it as, but what R&B was then. It was literally rhythm and blues. It was a lot more vocal and uh, and harmonized, you know. Yeah, no. They do that song Aquarius. Yeah, yeah, which is a uh, which is from a play, right? I don't know. I think that was from a play. I want to say it's like originally from a play, but then but they covered it and mixed it with something else. So uh, they like did like an original remix. Damn, I didn't know that. That's dope. Yeah, yeah, no, it's fire. Good song. Remember, remember when they had Gospel Music Day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I was like, was that Sunday? Like I was like, um, this, this every, every Sunday. 
I was like, this got Kanye's it. Secret, Kanye's uh, Sunday service before Kanye. Yeah, right. Way before Sunday service. This was, and they had some hitter gospel groups. Um, uh, 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 um, Staples Sisters came through. And, and the songs that they're doing. There's the one song there's that the they do in Sister Act. You know, Sister Act 2. Oh, they did, did that song. Fuck, what song is it? I know I heard it, though. You definitely heard it. I know. Because you watched you, the movie. So wa- you watched yeah, the movie. Movies, but I don't remember as a kid. Yeah, no, there was a a lot of dope, a lot of dope groups, a lot of like historic groups that were a part of it, you know. Yeah, it's just fine. It's super good. They were saying that the gospel music day just spoke to the soul of Christian folks. They're talking about how soul music itself is just speaking to like the soul of different people. Yeah. In all different ways, through different styles, different instruments, different arrangements different inspiration and that was what it was all about too it wasn't about like who had the hardest bars it was like how could you creatively arrange it in this way and add riffs and things like that that make it interesting sonically you know and fun and a lot of this is if you don't hear it live you don't you mind you won't hear that version it's different yeah you you may have heard these songs before but these versions live and seeing the performance is like totally different completely different experience entirely it's like yeah there was lots of songs that I was familiar with but just like the way the way they did it it was you know way different live like yeah. like they put a lot more into the live performance now then than they do now you can tell cause you had to get something unique from the record that everyone had already played you had to be that good too. or else no one's coming you had to be that good or else no like, one's coming Dude, at that point, especially being like colored band, like, dude, who knows how like you can even get into the mainstream? So like, you can't even get your music made. You can't get anybody to record you. So if you're able to get recorded and be like sought upon by somebody trying to book something, you're a master at your craft. A dude, master at that point in time. Like, there's there's no like, no one weak is in the game. Everybody here can fucking play and perform, and that's why it's so cool to see because everybody's at like their top performance because it's all for like the best cause and like the actual craft of music more so than like a paycheck or anything absolutely they're just like as musicians they're all just fucking filthy I'm like wow like literally every person I'm like wow I'm like not ever gonna be this person they're so good you could incredible they're incredible no man they I can be my own musician no, it was a lot of dope. But, like, there were also, like, it was a lot of groups. Massive. We didn't see a lot of solo acts. A lot of groups, yeah. And even the artists that we know as, like, the front people of solo acts, they also still had, like... Full band. It's, like, still when jazz is popping, in a way, yeah. It's, like, late, late when it's popping before it transitions. It was really sick. They showed, like, young uh, Gladys Knight. During the Motown yeah. section. Yeah, yeah. That was crazy. Her, her dancers were so sick. They were so on time. And they would, like, dance, like, mirror each other, basically. And then come back and, like, come back in and be synchronized on the vocals. Bro, it was so tight. <laughs> like, wow. If you don't see that shit at shows anymore, no way. Choreography like that and singing from backup dancers. The backup dancers were singing, too? Yeah, the quad. Because Gladys Knight, Gladys Knight and the Pips... 
so the pips are dancing and they have like they're like mirrored dancing basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So tight. You don't you know you don't have that like that same way anymore. That's crazy because that she's she's been doing that set for so long and it still just goes. Yeah, she was and she was that was when she was on the come up when they had the footage. So like it's just so it's so crazy. To see, yeah. To know like where, how much bigger she got. And the amount of sk- amount of practice that because in order to yeah. hit that on point, it's oh, a yeah. lot of practice that goes into that. Oh yeah. Has to be so much practice, like hours and hours of no, hit it right here, and to get it down towards muscle memory and your facial expressions don't look stressed and all those different details. Yeah, no, that's a lot. That's a lot. They had the dude from um, Sing My Girl from the, from the Temptations, David Ruffin. David Ruffin. David Ruffin, and he had the group sing with the the crowd sing. That was dope. I thought his performance was dope. Like, like you could tell, you could tell that he was like for sure a showman. I've never got to see David Ruffin actually perform live. I've listened to the music. Mm-hmm. I've listened to his music. I listened to the Temptations, and I watched the like biopic about them. Mm-hmm. But like to actually see him perform. He really is that dynamic of a performer. Even like the cloud crowd inclusion that he incorporated, having him sing along with him, I feel like he was very ahead of his time with that. Because a lot of other artists were performing every word. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Having the crowd sing along wasn't as much of a thing that I have seen. That was tight. Yeah. Who else came? Sly, Sly, and the Family Stones showed up. Psychedelic ass clothes, playing psychedelic music, melting people's faces out. That was oh like yeah, it. that's the gospel song. Oh happy day. 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 Oh happy. That's the one. That's the gospel song. Gospel, gospel day. It popped in my head. The blunt. The, I, I went to respark the blunt, and as I went to spark it, I was like, "It just popped yeah. in." Love when that happens. Yeah. What else was happening? Some. Some. Uh, East Harlem music. Yeah. From Ray Barretta. Latin American communities played some music. That was dope too. Fucking killing it! I'm like. <laughs> They, they did like the dope drum breakdown on like the different styles of like yeah. how people were drumming on Congo drums. Shout out to my big bro Tendai of Chimurenga Renaissance, Baba Maraire. Also here I'm on a lot of the Shabazz projects that they had out. But yeah, man. Yeah, that made me think about Big Bro instantly just because they mentioned something about like the structure of the finger when you're a drummer from like hitting it. And I was like, oh, shit. Big bro hands look like that. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Nah, that was tight. And his tight. and his name was Ray. Uh, Barreto. Barreto. Ray Barreto, the Puerto Rican killer. Barreto. You know, it was dope. And that's what and and and, and they really touched on all the different. I haven't been to New York, but it seems like a really culturally rich place. You gotta go someday. Man, no, you know I know anybody to. out there. I know, yeah, I do. I know a couple people, but I just I was gonna go right COVID time. Like I was supposed to go out there, oh, then hit hit the east a little bit, like DC, and then see about Carolina and come back. But we had to put a quick pause on that. So 
now that there's a pause on that one, um, going to get back around to it at some point in the near day because New York is rich, bro. And that's what they showed through the documentary. You just see, like, all these black people, Dominican, Puerto Ricans, Jewish, Italians, all these different, like, cultures kind of, like, vibing, you know? Mm-hmm. That's exactly why New York is in- interesting. It's because you see things you only see in New York. Really, because you don't see the same crossover people anywhere else, really, but New York. It's like the ultimate hub in like almost the world for all people. But they're all like, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. Every, every, who, when you're coming to America, what's the first place they tell you about? If you want to, like back in the day, New York, come to New York. We have the Statue of Liberty. We have fucking these big ass buildings. Like, come here. Yeah. Uh, and there's a port city, so all, all the boats like, come in from the east side. This is this is all true facts. So it was a heavy immigration port too for a long oh, yeah. time period. Yeah, that's like where the main one came in for a minute. Main ones, you know, there weren't a lot of options back then. Like, I mean, island before. To, I've I've never been to a festival that even looks like how this festival yeah, looks. Back then. Yeah, no, this is like just at a park with like DIY stage, and it's so cool. Yeah, they built their own stage, they sound totally system, sound going all the way to like the depths of the crowd too. Yeah. And everybody's respectful. That was the dopest part. That everyone was chilling, respecting the the musicians, the performers. And they had, it's crazy all the different groups that they had though. They had like southern influence groups, but like all with this like soulful blues element too. And it's wild to think that, like, there's genres of music that didn't even exist then. Like, punk rock wasn't a thing. Hip-hop's not a thing then. Mm-mm. You know? They're full on jazz bands, too. Like, it's jamming. Jamming. Horns. Yeah. Nah, this is tight. This is, like, the ultimate festival. And as good as it is, it's crazy that, like, it took 50 years to get notoriety. It's wild, you know. It took Questlove deciding, like, man, this is wild, because all of these names are names that people know. You know, everyone knows Stevie Wonder. Wait, it was like, wait, this happened. Wait, someone filmed it. Right. Why haven't I seen this? Oh, it's been locked in someone's basement. Why? What? Let me. What? It does not it make sense. Happened. No. I'm so glad the roots were so successful. Questlove's like, yo, let me buy that footage from you. I'll take care of it. I'll take out. <laughs> Pass that to me. Like, I got you. I got you. I'll just take it off your hands. Oh, for free? Yeah, yeah, Thank you. Thank you. I'll like, no problem. I just really need it. Yeah, I don't know. I want to know the story behind of, like, how he unlocked the footage, or got the footage, and how they restored it, chopped it up. Yeah, the restoration is really what I want to know about. And, and like, the organization, too, because, like, these are, like, telephone calls that... Tony Lawrence is making because he's getting gospel groups from the south that like all touring brands and for the most part like signed the labels but this is before music is such like a profitable industry you know what I'm saying like people are making money but not as much money as they're like touching right now you know oh, so to yeah, get no. all these different people from all these different places up to New York and you know oh man I was thinking, wouldn't it be funny if he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, Stevie Wonder will totally be there. And it's like a six-week festival, and like the dude shows up like fourth week. Oh, yeah, Stevie played two weeks ago. 
what the fuck you said Stevie's gonna be here right right, here. right 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 no here. he was he was supposed to yeah. be here <laughs> what the fuck well I'm already here so fuck I'm gonna watch all this other shit that's going on it's funny to me I like how they break down the different groups too tell some of the backgrounds of uh, 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 the artists and stuff like that. I forgot the name of the group, but one of the groups, the the lead guitar player, was the father of a family who grew up in the South picking cotton for five dollars a day. Saved that money up to buy his first guitar and taught himself how to play. Like those stories are wild, man. Like wow. that's that's a different type of passion. Yeah, to work that hard to just save up, paying your bills just for a guitar, just so you can teach yourself and. And then to make it, you know what I mean? Be reach the highest stage. It's beautiful. That's how close we are to it. It's in color on film. It's generation. That's Je- a crazy crazy story though. From that to now being a star. To be a star. At this time. With his kids singing and everything, crowds jamming. And it's something that culturally had always been a thing because music was one of the few times black people in America could enjoy themselves together for a long period of time. So it's it's only fitting and, you know, I mean, righteous to that 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 works out that way. Yeah. A lot of music as activism. Yeah. Yeah. I mean,. That's because you couldn't say other things on other platforms politically and stuff like that. So maybe even in groups, who knows? I mean, all the way back to slavery days. That's how people were escaping, you know, through music. Absolutely, it's a powerful tool. Universal language, do you think? Music, yeah. Sonics, yeah. I think, especially when you do like drums and certain things. There's, you know. There's some stuff that just crosses over. I think too. I think so too. Yeah, even even through language barriers. Yeah, because it's still music, like rhythm. Rhythm's a different language. Music itself is a different language than just words. This is absolutely true. You may not un- you may not understand the full song, but you can still feel it. Yeah, the energy behind it yeah. and what was being the. The point, you it's know what I mean? Are they having fun? Are they sad? You can you can feel certain things in. So yeah, it is a language. That's what I think. I think that I think food is another universal language. In some ways, because there's some things that are delectable to others that could make another person vomit. Yes, that's a good point. You know, food can be, but music is. I can I can roll with that. Music definitely is because there's unifying people. Like we have Mahalia Jackson singing. Martin Luther King's favorite song with Reverend right. Al Sharpton there, like just so much powerful stuff going. And music is creating these spaces where a lot of the people in that crowd probably don't have the same type of comfort on a day to day. But this week they really got to you know bask in it, wearing wearing their coolest of clothes. And I can't get over the style, man. Like. It was it was such an interesting time period for fashion, I think, yeah. just because suits were still in, like a lot of clothes were being introduced, European cultures coming, and like the colors that were out then too were all yeah. like very neony, not as like bright flat colors, based yeah. as we have now. Definitely not as muted. Way more bright colors, way more variety in outfits too. Yeah. D.O.G., you got to act right, man. 
crazy. This is all in Harlem. Yeah, everything's going on just in this point in New York where there's like a heavy Panther presence and so much like cultural stuff has happened, you know, mm-hmm. right at the midst of this thing. You guys got to tap into this one. You got to tap into this one. It's like kind of hard to talk about because there wasn't a lot of talking. There's a lot of listening. You listen to music and you see where it's connecting. But like for us to be like, oh yeah, like BB King was there. Like, oh yeah, like Gladys was there. Like, that's cool. Yeah, like, George, Jesse it, Jackson like, oh, was there God. talking. And like, like right after everything had like, after MLK had been like, shot. Yeah, no, there was, and and, and, and even and I think I wonder what it's like for them to watch this footage back because like Jesse Jackson comes out in like this like striped shirt with like a vest on and this like scarf tied around his neck, and I was like, and that was so the style then, but now it's just it's funny. It it's I th- I think those things are interesting, and I wonder about myself like the type of things I'm gonna look back on and be like. Damn, what was I rocking, bro? That was that was the thing, yeah. That's what we was wearing. Nah, it's funny. I think that I think that pretty much wraps it for this one, man. I mean the the basic gist of it, we had a huge festival of soulful artists competing with a festival full of white artists, you know, rock artists, you know. Mm-hmm. And there was this huge dynamic of, of like promotion and and honestly it was well promoted because the attendance was live. But as far as like keeping the history and the legacy of it live in comparison to this like reputable festivals, like legendary, yeah, legendary fest- festivals as they would say, this didn't have the same type of uh, same type of hype behind it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But it's definitely something you guys got to check out. Better, better seen than talked about. No, without question, for sure. And uh, very happy movie in a lot of ways. I mean, not very, I'd say, but uplifting movie. Or yeah, for sure. No, definitely got a lot of joy. And again, like the cinematography, the editing on this color footage, like you're seeing footage that you've never seen in this way, like ever. So. Definitely what you guys got to tap into and check in with. This is going to wrap up episode nine. Please stay tuned for next week. We got some dope stuff we're working on. Hopefully it works out. We're going to be running a little sample test of some things and uh, getting prepared for season three. Hell yeah. Let's do it, man. You know, we're going to let you guys vibe out for the outro. Peace. Peace. Oh shit, is that OG Mambo? Oh, is that Chris? Oh, you know what that means. Hey, turn it up, turn it up, turn it up. Come on, hurry up. Yeah. How deep, how deep are your buds? Well, alright.